Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 219, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. Now, this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Tuesday, January 11th, which of course means that it is National Milk Day, Mm. National Step in a Puddle and Splash Your Friends Day, uh, which is every day, as far Mm -hmm. as I'm concerned, but National Milk Day, eh? All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, why not? Whatever. Well, they my name is Jack O'Brien. Uh, speaking of National Milk Day, a.k.a. <laughs> my mixed drink brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like Mountain Dew or Diet Coke, and I'm like a little bit of both. Damn right, it's a little bit of both. That is courtesy of Podge Moran, uh, in reference to my favorite mixed drink, which is Mountain Dew and Diet Coke mixed together. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's Miles Gray, a.k.a. Hideo Noho. One more time, just bringing that valley pride. I saw a TikToker move to uh, one of my uh, near my old neighborhood and spent like millions of dollars on a house, and I can't believe the world is changing like it is. But either way, shout out to North Hollywood, shout out to Valley, shout out 818 people all across the world. Yeah, yep. And we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very funny comedian who's written for Good Mythical Morning, Crack yeah. Doctress, and on yeah. Brock Meyer. You can hear her on her podcast. You can tell me anything. And on her debut comedy album, we are still doing this. It's one of our favorite guests on TDZ, one of your favorite guests. Please welcome the brilliant and talented Teresa Lee. What's up? I have a song. Okay. Oh, go, go. Where's my test today? I've isolated five days. I like it now or never. Where's my test today? The, I took the... Oh, wait. Oh, shit. I ordered it on FedEx Sunday, but I never got it in the mail. What the fuck, LA? Okay, that's... Mm. I wrote that just now, but it's... Where is those story. tests? I Where ordered one tests? over a week ago, and Which one? I did not get it, and I went in person and took one, and I was negative, but I still haven't gotten my at-home test. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know why... <laughs> This country can do so many things except the just the real simple shit. Like, get everyone a test. I bet they're still billing the government, too. They're like, oh, we've given so many tests. Yeah, exactly. We just had to buy N95 masks for our kids. So, like, N95 masks with dinosaurs on them. (laughs) And they are so fucking expensive. It's like, yo, they should, the government needs to be sending these out to everyone. On top of making it really clear that N95s is, Pretty much what they're all saying is like, you should, you need to do surgical or better. Don't fuck right. around uh, with cloth masks with Omicron because yeah. it's, uh, this is, this isn't, this is, this ain't it. Get yeah, the real the school, thing now. The school will accept nothing less at this point. It's like, oh, the N95s? Yeah. N95. Yeah, I mean, it is makes like sense. like other countries that are shipping, like they'll just ship you tests regularly. So you have to take it. Like right. Before you even order it. It's like, we're like, I don't know, just isolate five what are you high on mushrooms again you tripping hallucinating stuff now (laughs) country that's sending people tests okay now i heard it all it's funny you say that i did do mushrooms and go to see the enchanted force of light this weekend oh that's uh, fun it was really nice after i got my negative test is that in descanso yeah 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 shout out this that's that's such a slept on botanical garden yeah I mean, it's really, it really did feel like, because at first I was like, this is really wholesome. But I'm like, this is probably the part when I get dragged to festivals that I like anyways, the like lights and pretty flowers. It's like, I don't like the loud music or the people. So 
I mean, I'm not, I like the people, some people like, that I go with. I don't like crowds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. like specifically hate everyone, but, but then you go to these like gardens and it's like very family friendly, cute flowers and you can just roam around and just enjoy and kind of get lost. Yeah. And I'm like, this is nice. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. I, this is slept on for sure. Yeah, that is one of the handful of events that I went to that I brought my kids to and desperately wished that I had uh, been on mushrooms while I was there. <laughs> that you, did and, you go? You went recently to like uh, the, a year ago or okay. maybe two yeah, years yeah. ago? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But Descanso is always where people go to take uh, like their family photos too. Like you uh, always see people doing like first birthday photos and shit. Like oh, really? it'd always be like a child who is incapable of sitting still for a photo. <laughs> and then right. like a guy with six cameras and like stressed out parents. <laughs> and I'm like, there's that's always a mainstay at Descanso Garden. No, it's just a good place to let them run. Not it is it funny to watch the attention. photos being taken at something like that because you really can see where there's different like agendas of people who've come together to make that event. Like you see the PR girls work <laughs> in the like giant drink cabin and it's all lit up with a fancy arrow and like sparkling lights. And then there's like, you know, very easy to read signs are like, go this way for the like, you know, <laughs> right. fairy, fairy lights or like, you know, tulips. And then like behind in the dark, there's like an actual like probably the botanist or the scientist who actually like spent the tax dollars to make it and it's like really right. dense writing and it's all in the dark covered by leaves and it's like do right. you want to learn about trees and you have right. to like go off the it's like it's not yeah. even lit it's like nobody hey, wants to learn about trees yeah hey like, nerds get over here drink. you're harshing everyone's time man <laughs> exactly it's like, did you and know all the that? photos are just being taken in the light and like the cool ass flowers are in the corner like yeah. we are cool too like nobody wants to look at them one, yeah. or one of the few places where the oak coverage is expanding naturally in la county you're like yeah 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 I'm yeah where's the hot chocolate with the yeah, bourbon yeah where's hot santa yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right all right, Teresa, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things that we're talking about today. We're talking about uh, what, what's going on with the mandates. Why isn't Biden mm-hmm. doing anything about those mandates? Come on, Jack. I have no, no clue. Can't, can't possibly guess. <laughs> Nor can I guess why Florida having a low death rate in context of how high their hospitalizations are that continues to be a story, even though we know that they are hacking their numbers. They are just not letting the death, the deaths be reported, essentially. We'll talk a little bit more about it. We, we talked about it last year and like how they're basically delaying any uh, death, like the people calling a death a COVID death until like two weeks after it happened. And then that death only gets reported for two weeks ago. So instead of being right. like, okay, now that it's been called, we count that as a death today, uh, it doesn't get counted as a death today. It gets counted as a death two weeks ago. And it's just a blatant like plan to hack the way the mainstream media reports COVID stats. And wouldn't you know it, the front page of MSN.com had the headline, Florida's COVID cases and hospitalizations are surging. But the state has the second lowest death rate in the nation. What's going on? And then doesn't yeah, they're fucking tell, lying. Yeah, doesn't tell the <laughs> truth until like three paragraphs in. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about it's Girl Scout cookie season. Oh, it's upon us. And the you know there's two cookies that were new last year that are, are holdovers: Adventurefuls and Toastyays. Hmm? Toastyay. It's a play on like toast. Oh. They say it's a play on toasty. Oh, huh. that doesn't 
that's not how wordplay works, works though, right? Like, toast, do- yay. Yeah. Anyways, they're like French toast and adventure poles <laughs> are chocolatey caramel cake concoctions. A cocaine user's breakfast. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that and the fact that depending on where you live, there are two very different Girl Scout cookie manufacturers that make cookies both with different names and also like different, totally different like concepts. And in one case, oh. the s'more cookies, like they don't look anything alike. Okay. Oh, I feel like I vaguely... This is a conspiracy we used to have, like, as Girl Scouts, we're like, why are they called different things in different places? And that's I know. that's a mystery, but we okay. we didn't know back in the day. Yeah, okay. no, legit. I was like, they, uh, the Girl Scouts have gotten rid of, or they've changed the names of Samoas to Caramel Delights. And I was, was a Caramel Delight girl. I was like, what? I was yeah. so confused. And then uh, Peanut Butter Patty instead of Tagalongs. Tagalongs, yeah. It's I always assumed they were at some phase of like, at some stage of phasing one out and adding another in. Turns out, nope, there's just two different manufacturers who make different cookies. Uh, even the Thin Sorry. Mint is like pretty mm. wildly different. So we'll we'll talk about that. All of that, plenty more. But first, Teresa, most importantly, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Oh, yeah. I searched this this morning because, well, I searched uh, how to replace a Prius key battery because I, as you know, I went to the Descano Gardens this weekend. But yeah. as you did not know, I lost my backpack on the lift home, Oh, as I shit. can only imagine, which is OK. I mean, oh, it was shit. annoying. But I what I realized, the best thing about losing everything in the New Year's, it's kind of like just zero Sorry, sum. No, You're like, hey, I, it just pretend it happened last year. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> it was a decision. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a 2020. Well, that was from 2020. Yeah, that's, you know, it's like a new start, reset. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. fine. But then in the backpack was my keys as well. And so I had to come back to my place to get my spare key. Uh, it was a whole thing. It turned out did not have battery. Went to CVS, bought the battery that the Google said was the wrong battery. So wow. life's going well right now. But, yeah. you know. So what, you got to go to a dealership or some shit to get that shit? Replaced, I'll probably you, a way to do no. It I think I can go. To, yes, possibly, but I think I have to go to um, like Home Depot and get the right battery. They didn't have right. it at CVS. Yeah, I. When my, so your car is still there? No. So I was able to like manually open it, but it the smart lock. It's this is so boring, but the smart lock. <laughs> right, right. right. No, <laughs> like in order to turn it on, I have to like press press it visit manually instead of um like you have to press. There's a way to do it. You have to press the key yeah, yeah. to the button to and the then button. press the brake. Yeah, yeah. 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 What my, kind of battery are you working with there? Huh? Well, yeah, I bought it? a 2032, <laughs> and it was wrong. I guess what I'm kind of what kind of motor oil take with a Prius 10W30? I've turned into like a 50 year old man. Uh, I'm just like, uh, what's that? What, t- kind, what tire size? What kind I'm, of tires I'm, you got on there? I have to say, I'm desperately interested in like you know Batteries. talking more. Are you about, in the car? Are you in car mode now? No, I just I figured out how to change my keys batteries, uh, uh, and so I it's like the hand. The one handy thing I've done in the last few months. Yo, <laughs> it is a, a rush, though. I didn't realize, like, all this stuff, like, how, you know, the stereotype, like, girls do crafts, guys do cars. But then when you actually break it down, it's the same feeling. Like, when you're starting to open up a thing and fix it, I'm like, this reminds me of sewing. Yes. Like, I'm like, yeah. this was like, it brings me back to arts and crafts. And now I'm like, I understand why, like, guys like to work on electronics. Because it's sort of like taking care of something that won't die. Let you me know, tell like, you. You can't hurt it, really. You know, it's a battery. For all this battery replacement talk, tell me why my Mazda key has not had a battery 
since we started this podcast. Wow. <laughs> I've I mean, been taking out like the, the physical oh, the key thing? to open the door. Then I got to press my button on the ignition. And whenever I ha- I'm in a valet situation, it takes me like 15 <laughs> minutes to be like, look, bro, the battery's out. You got to touch it to this thing or else I'm not going to start to be like, yeah, yeah, we get it. You're a lazy piece of shit. And I haven't <laughs> changed it in ages. Then the pandemic happened. I'm like, well, what the fuck does it matter? And I find myself in the same place now. So you've inspired mm. me to perhaps change this myself and to move on to. Uh, but you've actually place. given yourself this interesting moment because by waiting so long, you're almost gifting yourself this yeah. like relief. Like when I have things on my to do list that last way too long, it becomes that's the new norm, you know, like how we're oh, yeah, stuck yeah. inside forever. It's called terrible so procrastination. If you get to go, yeah, if you get to just once open your car door without like the old old, old way again, it's going to feel like. 10 times better than if you had changed that battery a year ago. You know what I mean? In a you way, change it I now, like it. it's going to make your whole week. You Although want- it makes people fucking nervous. Because, like, <laughs> they see me, like, going through, like, I, like, I'm at the grocery store. be, like, a white woman in her car. And I'm, like, going through my pockets. Like, well, let me get my shit real quick. Because I don't have, I can't just hit the button to open it. And they're always, like, looking at me, like, it's a key. And I'm opening <laughs> it. Thank you. But, yeah, there's there there are physical emotions to it that I realize are, like, we're kind of, uh, in certain aspects, we don't we've moved forward from like unlocking a car with your key. It feels like something for strange, the, yeah. the, the working people, not the, <laughs> the elevated folks mm-hmm. of West Hollywood. Yeah, I have a theory that the reason you haven't done that is because like having kids provides you with so many moments of boredom that you like think <laughs> you like make to do lists and shit. And that's the only reason because that that is. Anyone who knew me before I had kids would tell you that, like, having no batteries in a key or having the lights out in, like, every room of my house except one was, like, the the sort of shit that I would just, my brain would just be like, oh, okay, so we don't have lights in here now. But, yeah, I I think the boredom of parenthood, yeah. In order to make my car key. Wait, you're saying you're bored from having a child? It's so... Having How would is, your wife feel about this statement? Because I feel like hey, that's well, the opposite she just got experience. home from a twelve-hour shift, <laughs> shift and she's the shoveling the driveway. <laughs> I'll ask right her now. when she gets back in from I'm shoveling bored. the driveway. <laughs> Absolutely bored having to no, take care of your children. It's, you're constantly <laughs> taking care of the kids, but there's also like you're doing it, and then like they are playing or uh-huh, you know okay. asking you a question every like ten minutes, but it's. It's a lot of like you have to be there, you have to be with them, you have to be like mm-hmm. ready to answer a question or like, you know, put a bandaid on something. But a lot of it is just your brain is like, hmm. So <laughs> on standby. Yeah. I I feel like it's a drastically different uh, experience. Like even when both parents are as involved, like I think the mother brain is just wired in a way. Because I had this combo with my boyfriend because he sometimes watches my dog and. When my dog is over, I'm the only one who takes him out in the morning. And I was like, I think he needs to pee. And he's like, now nah, he's good. I'm like, no, it's like, <laughs> if we leave now, it's it's going to be like six hours before we come nah. back. And and then I, in his mind, he's like, well, when he stays over with me, he's always good. I'm like, yeah, that's because it's like one day at a time. It's like, oh, it's right. grandma's house. I'm like, right. now imagine if you had him for a whole month. Like, he's going to be waking you up at 7 a.m. Like, every morning I have to do this. Every day. There's not a day off. You don't get a prize because you remember right. to do it once. It's just like, yeah, this is just your life. <laughs> It is. Yeah. So I'm sure. like, if we have kids, you're going to be like, I changed a diaper. I'm good for a month <laughs> now, right? I'm like, <laughs> uh, I think the baby needs the diaper. Nah, they're good. They're good. Like, they're it, good. It happens every couple hours. The poop comes What's out. his baby, name? You're good. <laughs> What's his name? Where's he go? Nah, he's good. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> I call him Bitcoin. Oh, shit. Oh. That's your dog? <laughs> wow. Okay. This makes sense now. 
What is uh? What's something you think is overrated? Oh, okay. I, this is a uh, real basic, but I think strawberries because I was eating one. T- I bought strawberries. I always buy raspberries. I'm a raspberry gal. I don't know. Strawberries are everywhere. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying they're like they have way too much hype. Everything strawberry, strawberry, strawberry. You put them on pancakes. Raspberries are better. And I actually got strawberries. They looked good. I cut them up. They're just fine. Like I, I see yeah. your face, Miles, and I acknowledge. But no, it's it's more like because I think I don't I don't really have a berry in this fight, but uh, <laughs> I know that they're always better when it's hotter. That's the one thing. Like mm, it's not whenever you season, get in the winter, true. the strawberries aren't as good than they are like when it's warmer. Because I know in because what most of our strawberries are in California, grown in California anyway. It's like the real prime time is like in feb like starts in february or something that's a good yeah that's a good point like i feel like we have gotten to a point where we just expect every fruit to be in <laughs> season all the time the yeah. only season that i'm aware of is Yeezy peaches season. Oh. huh easy season easy season is of course but, <laughs> but like in terms of produce ah uh, uh, yes also easy season well, i do love easy's <laughs> produce but peaches Peaches are drastically different for yes. like a oh, month yeah. in the summer, like in like July, August. They're just like, holy shit. And then every other time it's just like, eh. but I agree. Like strawberries, I probably don't pay close enough attention to them. But especially like there's nothing worse than like a chunk of frozen strawberry as opposed <laughs> to if you get like a frozen raspberry or something. It's like having a treat, but a chunk yeah. of frozen strawberries like I I've had good strawberries, but just in general, the ones at grocery store. And perhaps I'm not shopping the right season, but like the best ones I've ever had were like in Japan where they don't, they're not like engineered and they look not that sweet, but they're, they're small and almost like not red, but they're really sweet. The ones here look red and huge and they just taste like fine. Right. There's actually a really good New Yorker article about the picking of berries and like how they haven't been able to fully like robotize it yet but they do talk about how the entire like evolution of strawberries has been towards big bright red and mm. not, and like regardless no flavor. of taste yeah they just like don't take taste into it because it's all about like what is going to look best to people in the produce aisles and i, I think yeah. that's probably a uniquely american that's, issue that's that's why i like a good farmer's market because they're not gonna fuck with like they're gonna tell you straight up they're like no 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 i would wait on those they're like, I mean, if you need strawberries or something, you can get those. Like, you, you these apples are better right now. You mm-hmm. know, and that's how you, you start learning the waves. Man, apples stay good. I love, I love apples. <laughs> oh, big a, apple gang. Got a apple love right apples. Here. Oh wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Was that an apple core? Did you? Are you done with that? How how close to the core no, you no, get no. there? Oh no, no, <laughs> this is an all day process. I'm like, Miles. that's a, the big. I was saying, yo, because yeah. I, I always talk about one of my earliest memories of driving the car with my dad. He used to have this Toyota truck. His like work truck, it was fucked up, and it would have apple cores all on the dashboard, oh, like wow. yeah, and in various form, like states of being dehydrated by the California LA sun. Uh, and my mom would always be so mad at him for having all his apple, all these apple cores and car taking me to school and shit. And he's like, "It's fine, it's apples. I eat apples all day." Oh my <laughs> and god! I remember him eating them to the fucking core, like. And I remember first time I ate an apple, I tried to get there, and I'm like, "No, this is <laughs> this is too intense. I, I can't get down like that." Yeah, I go pretty. Did they ever sprout? <laughs> no, no, they would just turn brown and like <laughs> you know sound like a like fucking like a dish sponge. Yeah, smells start smelling like some some form like of like wine. Yeah, yeah, Pruno. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is something you think is underrated, Teresa? Okay, I think this is like gonna sound strange, but I shall explain. Okay, I underrated just like 
baggage, like, con- like, but people with baggage as adults, and I would go even so far as to say, like, this is because I was reacting to how we're obsessed with youth and like having like, you know, like over sexualizing sort of being young and pure and innocent. And I'm like, I really, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know, what's actually fun is like consensual adult sex with baggage. You know what I mean? Like, that's the mm. opposite of what mm. you would think when they're selling like, oh, my God, pure innocent. But it's like. Oh, interesting. I think yeah. that that's the most fun when two baggage people. Baggage goals. You know what I mean? Like two people <laughs> who are working on themselves. I'm not like, oh, I hate my baggage. But like two people with baggage who are like, hey, I did the work and now we're adults and we're also like. I mean, yeah. Tired. At that point, is it is it baggage? Right. Because you're talking about like what's better than self-aware people being passionate and up like, you know. Uh, but that's not what we're being told we're being sold right. like the idea of like ooh, like be innocent and pure and it's like that's actually kind of annoying to be honest yeah. like you know let the kids have their innocence but like that's annoying i don't want to be around someone immature and so i think we should start actually marketing like just like you know our icons our sports illustrated models should just straight up be like <laughs> i'm a mother divorce and i yeah. also right. am in therapy so it's like woo, isn't that hot like that right. should be right it's like Dad right. didn't reach out till my first magazine cover. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> hold oh. it against you. I have power to make my life better, and I chose to be here. And you're like, damn, that does hot. not define me, though. Yeah, no, I, that's interesting. I mean, I, yeah, there is something to like. It says, I don't know, just in general, there's something attractive about people who can be like, who, who are aware of like the shit that they've been through, how it's affected them, and also being like, and I know I kind of got to work on that kind of thing versus i remember when i was younger you, you deep you know when you have no awareness around your own mm-hmm. shit it just looks like two fucking tasmanian devils like <laughs> emotional tasmanian devils yeah. being near each other yeah i like a i like a little bit of thinking awareness for sure yeah especially like the the idea of like innocence and like not anybody who in the current world is just like i'm good <laughs> Like, you know, I'm just like innocent and I don't really I don't let this stuff get me down. That's yeah. Like, ooh, yeah. It's like, like what stuff? Life? Reality? Like <laughs> the reality okay. of where we live. I feel like when I was, you know, before the pandemic and I was interacting with more people and like assessing people for new friendships and things. If people seem too innocent, I'm like, <laughs> no, bro, we're not going to get along. Like, yeah. Yeah, I need to know you've between... stolen shit. And I need to know that, like, you've screamed at the top of your lungs at a parent because they they didn't understand you or some shit like when people are just like yeah, yeah. like got this like disney like energy i'm like Mm-mm, this yeah that's the, that disney and because it's what it is is it's almost like it's I, it's one thing to be happy and optimistic i i'm yeah. like nothing wrong with high happy energy as long as you're aware of the truth but i think the energy of like everything's fine is almost like dystopian because it's like yeah. Oh, you're going to need my help when things go wrong, because clearly you have not ever had to solve. Pro- you know what I mean? That feeling right. of like versus someone who's like, hey, I can like, you know, change the oil of my car. I could do this. Uh, right. And so <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not going to like lean on you so hard, but I might, right. you know, help you out or you could help me out. And it's cool. But you whatever. may become my surrogate emotional mother. at times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll negotiate the terms yeah, yeah. of this emotional handoff but right, like, right. don't Negoche worry the yeah, yeah. yeah negotiate right. the emotion <laughs> i don't think disney like affected me that much but i am only attracted to very happy positive orphans uh, <laughs> whose parents died <laughs> tragically when they were too young to know them 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Disney also f- fucked up like how we see animals because I didn't realize this till recently because I'm like, we have to neuter our dog. That makes sense. Yes. Even though I was watching puppy videos of Tibetan Spaniels thinking how sad my dog will never have a family of his own. And then I remember like, why did I love puppies so much growing up? All the Disney movies, you just randomly go puppies. Like there's just like families who have dogs and suddenly puppies. I'm like, this is propaganda. How are you telling children that you get a dog for as a pet and you could have puppies when Literally, the Humane Society came to our elementary schools and told us, neutering in Spain is fun. Like, that's, right. we had bookmarks that said, neuter and spay your dogs. Damn. Yeah. Thanks, And Bob at the same Barker. time, all the cartoons are like, puppies have families, too. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Puppy. Wait a minute. Yeah. Like, puppy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was, I was with my nieces, like, over the break. They break their necks trying to look at a puppy anywhere. <laughs> They're like, ah, puppy. You're like, so we're cute. driving in a car. Like, yeah. I thought some shit went down, but you just saw a puppy outside, and I, I get that. All yeah, Disney propaganda. used, Disney actually used, like, baby animals to, like, hack what what we will find cute. Like, they, <laughs> right. they used, like, the head shapes of baby hippos mm. and the head shapes of baby humans to design all their cute animals. So, yeah, they're... You get it right there. Always propaganda. 12 steps ahead. Propaganda. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And, you know, people are starting to ask the question that the Biden administration heading into the new year was talking a lot about mandates and, you know, how this was... We had deadlines. Everybody was going to have to quit their jobs if they wanted to stay with that anti-vax shit. And it just seems like that is stretching on. The The vaccine mandates aren't, aren't really being enforced that much. People are asking why. Whether it's people fucking suing to stop it. And obviously many states, state attorneys general have, you know, that's like a case that the Supreme Court is hearing. There's been all kinds of resistance, but I think one that hasn't really been talked about a lot or at least looked at enough is really what corporate America's hand is in this. Because at first it sounded like corporate America was all on board with this. We're like, yep, absolutely. They're like, you're working here. You better get vaccinated. We see what the economists are saying. If you know people are vaccinated, it makes the situation more stable, really, which means we have healthy people to buy our shit. But as like the Biden administration's call for the vaccine mandates like grew larger and louder and clearer, things apparently changed. And suddenly these corporations have changed their tune. And I think since worker safety means no money going to C-suite bonuses, they're very quickly like, yeah, yeah you know what? Actually, no, no, no. This is all bad. And how is it happening? So this is from this article quote um, from uh, Jacobin saying, Just analyzing where a lot of the corporate influence has been exerted as it relates to mandates, quote, some of the groups are fighting the mandate in court, while others have been submitting comments to OSHA throughout the public comment period for the new rule, urging modification, clarification or even wholesale abandonment of the rule. And so what Mm. they're saying is like these are industry lobbying groups who are just getting all their hot takes in during the public comment period, like, this is stupid. It's going to fuck up everything. Suddenly they go on to say, quote, some corporate lobbying groups want to revise Biden's vaccine and testing mandate to allow for nonsensical exemptions for people who self attest that they have been tested or have experienced, quote, natural infection and recovery. 
and others want the rule scrapped outright, arguing that the mandate will turn businesses into, quote, the government's instruments of coercion against their own employees. Hmm. So Um, so in short, he's shook slash beholden to these groups. We saw with Djokovic over the weekend that he basically yeah. waited waited out the Australian government and there was enough pressure from the tennis body to like let him play and they were like oh he, he had covid okay so he has these natural what more antibodies we're good we're what good here as if you can't get it more than one like i know people right. who got it more than once yeah. and are yeah. vaccinated yeah so essentially like it's just creating this environment i think not just as it relates to this specific mandate but like where now we're seeing people like teachers or flight attendants, they've suddenly become like the front line in terms of advocating mm-hmm. for workplace safety. And not because like they're revolutionaries, but because their <laughs> employers have put them in like an impossible position where they're like, no, like this is too much. Like you're not, you're, you're ignoring the spike in COVID yeah. cases. We've had coworkers pass away at the environment. This is just too much. I don't want to be out there. And Currently, like many flight attendants have been pleading for vaccine mandates on flights in the in the U.S. Like they're like, hey, FAA, what happened to this talk of like having people like vaccinated on like airline flights? This is this could be potentially great for us because I don't know if you've seen the news since flights started taking off again. We're basically getting punched and having to tape people to seats because they don't want to fucking wear masks. So they're all saying like anecdotally, like. We very much see a clear line between if there was like people who fuck with like vaccines or respect the mask. They're not the kinds of people that end up assaulting us on flights. So they're like, this would just be a tremendous weight and safety concern lifted from our shoulders. But then like when the White House press secretary Jen Psaki was asked about it, she said, quote, they had not heard that explanation internally and and directed questions to the FAA. What? The FAA, in turn, referred the Daily Beast who was asking to the White House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like done, they, they, none of these people should be in charge because they basically are acting the way like at big companies whenever like a big company makes a new rule and everyone's like, wow, why do we have to sit through this harassment training or whatever? But it's like now the CEO is like, what? Why do we have to do the thing? It's like the thing that like rules. You don't yeah. like rules. The thing that you make your employees do like, hmm. When it applies to them, they just, like, can't stand it. Right, right. And also, like, so now I have to pay for them to be tested? No, no, no. Right. We're not doing any of that. It's only cool when they pay my salary and they do all the work for my Absolutely. It should be noted that the flight attendants and teachers are the front lines because they're almost all all unionized. And Mm. that's thus they're able to actually, like, bring a fight as opposed to other people who are just getting fucking railroaded. Well, and that's what's wild, too, right? The, in, especially as it relates to Chicago, you know, and you look on teacher Twitter. My God, the things that like people are saying is happening in their school district and sh- the conditions they're made to work in. You'd be like, fuck, that is so that's so fucked up. But again, because of the crunch of capitalism, most people's response is like, I go in because I can't lose this job. Like, I'm already mm-hmm. supporting family. Like, I can't. This isn't when I have to look at a like a decision to stay or find something else, it's just easier for me to stay with this. But in the meantime, you have like politicians with the audacity to be like, these teachers are like out of line, like abandoning these kids, like these kids. And like, I heard, you know, saying things like they're coming from homes where the parents are struggling and need to go to work. It's like, motherfucker, as a leader, 
Why are you not ideating around how you can keep those parents safe that they're not having to be in an impossible situation? Like, well, if I if I don't go to work, then I lose my job. But if I but if but my kids are not in school, so what am I supposed to do? And just treating it like this unsolvable problem. It's just really fucked up just even how it's being discussed out loud and like hearing people take those, you know, rhetorical arguments and be like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Are the teachers selfish? Yeah. I also don't know all or even most flight attendants or teachers are unionized, but I just I just know that I've heard of the unions for those professions. Mm. So like that I'm not I'm not saying they're all unionized. I'm just saying that that gives them at least a fucking foothold, whereas a lot of the other professions, uh, your yeah. Amazon delivery and uh, warehouse workers don't have that option. I, I will say that I, when I searched our most flight attendants, the Google autocomplete number one with a bullet was single. So <laughs> people are just way too thirsty out here oh on God, planes being like, right. hmm, are, are they single? Our or, single? Is she in? Our me? flight attendants? Our most flight to, attendants into able me? To bone? What if that's like someone's weird interpretation of being unionized? It's like. Are they have they entered a holy union right. of matrimony? There you go. That's probably what it means. What? That's how we get the evangelicals on board. <laughs> yeah, we're in union yeah. with Christ. The holy union. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at these people. Some of these people are not even Christians, and they're willing to enter into a union with Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. please, we need your support for minimum wage. The co- the great collab, just right. labor, the labor <laughs> the labor movement and after the, the great schism. The great yeah. collab. <laughs> <laughs> Collabo. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about Florida real quick. Uh, there, <laughs> Yeah, so they have low death rates. Recently, people are asking us to solve the, solve the riddle. Their COVID cases and hospitalizations are surging, but the state has the second lowest death rate in the nation. What's going on? So we talked a couple months ago about how they changed the way they were reporting uh, COVID deaths so that when a death was determined like weeks after it happened, that death would only be counted to two weeks ago, as opposed to every other state, which is just giving it to like the current day, uh, which keeps things up to date and at least like gives you the information as constantly as possible and as like up to date so that people are like, oh, shit, Florida deaths from COVID are really going up instead of Oh shit, we're getting a revision that says Florida deaths from COVID went up a couple weeks ago. Right. It's just so a they hack. don't usually up so it's like it's like you have to go back and check it every two weeks to actually see it. It'd be like if yeah. you were like late every day, but instead of it's like, we won't mark you late today and then in two weeks yeah. later or something. Yeah, exactly. It's so that, just you it, have to look check, at the, it won't. Yeah. You have to look at the rate from like weeks ago to see. Sketchy. Yeah, it's very They're sketchy. Like, if you're a time traveler, though, do not go to Florida. The COVID <laughs> death rates from the past are mind blowing. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, deaths are always a lagging indicator. Like we've learned that by living through this pandemic. But theirs is like, you know, doubling, tripling the lag mm-hmm. that we have. Wouldn't it always show going down to them? Because if as you get does. closer to present day, so then it always looks like we're on a decline in yes, some ways. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's how they do it. But this MSN article is just like really buries that fact. There's like a sentence about it 
But they say experts say several factors could explain the currently low rates. Florida's horrific toll from Delta and its acquired resistance and vaccination rates may be buffering the state at a time when others are contending with two variants, which doesn't really make sense and is also like the anti-vaxxer sort of logic. I've got immunities. I've got the antibodies. Don't give credence to that shit. Yeah. And then only after that, they say, or because of the way Florida reports COVID deaths, which already tend to lag in infections and hospitalizations, the true death rate from this recent wave may be too soon to know. Uh, and then somebody later on does say that that it kind of always looks makes it look like they're declining, even though what what's really happening is that we're just learning later and attributing those to earlier on. But it's just they did a very specific thing to with a very specific like aim. Mm-hmm. for their outcome and it is working perfectly and and, th- and these fucking th- treatments of the this kind of news story are f- they've completely fucked people's perception up of like mm-hmm. what's happening too because you could be like damn what's going on in florida then you probably see ron DeSantis come out and he's like eh, so you know um with the covid you know we're doing really well <laughs> did you see that clip of him trying to like catch his breath at a factory opening and everyone's like are you hiding something sir you, you're either you are so emotional from this semiconductor factory opening or you are having serious trouble breathing from potentially a respiratory illness passionate about his job it chokes him up yeah right yeah having to do it makes him sad right and you get this idea it's like well maybe they got something right by completely throwing out people's like basic rights to be treated as a human being that should live like out the window and like their brute force policy is working rather than just saying floor this story should be Florida keeps lying about yeah. how they report deaths. There yeah. it is. Not, hmm, let's do this. They really did a New York Times on that one. We got to go yeah, through yeah. Florida's phone. Florida has been lying. Florida is hiding shit. Okay. Who is Red Florida table texting? talk. Yeah. yeah. Florida. What's you know. going on? Any headline that, I mean, this is not that our listenership is falling for this. And this is more we're covering this story as an example of how the mainstream media is complicit in all the misinformation that's going on. But any headline that ends with what's going on at the end, they're putting out a bunch of different theories mm. and it's probably completely bullshit. It's like yeah. stirring your curiosity, but it's like, but your job was supposed to right. ask this question internally know, and then go figure You're supposed to. This is like the pitch to your editor, and then you're supposed to figure out what's going on and tell us. Buried in the article is a very succinct description of what is happening. Like, (laughs) Florida is the only state that reports COVID deaths to the Center of Disease Control and Prevention by the date the death occurred rather than the date reported to the state, or a combination Mm -hmm. of the two, according to a notation. The way Florida reports can give the appearance overall deaths are decreasing, the CDC notes. This does not reflect a true decline and data should be interpreted with caution. So, yeah, exactly what you said, Teresa, that it gives the impression that there's perpetual decrease and it's mm. actually just slow reporting and manipulation of the system. Yeah. What's going on? Then meanwhile, it says ICU beds are filling up is another slug in that story. It's like, OK, it doesn't sound like everything's doing great. But don't believe what you hear. There could huh? be magic. I mean, Disneyland right. is Disney World is in Florida. Maybe yeah. magic right. will help them. I don't know. Yeah. Do you believe in tragic? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The the implication is that F- Florida is like rapidly aging or already aged population is just like killing it when it comes to surviving COVID and also like very relatively unvaccinated. 
population. Anyways, good media we have. Uh, Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back and Girl Scout cookie season is as well. And (laughs) this is exciting times, I think, for people who like sugar, such such as myself. But so there's this uh, article in The Takeout where they made reference to the fact that there are two entirely different like kitchens, entirely different factories that make the Girl Scout cookies. And the cookies are like totally different depending on where you live. One of them's called ABC, right? That's the one I remember growing up. Yeah. Two bakers, ABC and Little Brownie. Mm. Oh. And yeah. Yo, their mixtape on SoundCloud, fucking fire. Oh, Little Brownie. (laughs) But the uh, terrible joke. I'm sorry. I'm gonna <laughs> I like it, man. I thought I thought it was good. It was just hey, thanks for keeping me around. Thanks for keeping me around, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it was like one of those ones that like makes you think. So that's like me. That's my tagline. I'm one of the ones that make you. One think. of those <laughs> that makes you think. <laughs> Teresa Lee. My Tinder bio. Is. I'll add that. <laughs> <laughs> so thin mints. Like I had definitely experienced this. Like some thin mints don't have that much chocolate around them. Some of them are just like kind of wafery cookies that don't have much chocolate around them and are mintier. Mm. And those are different than the ones that I grew up with that have a bunch of chocolate around them. And I had interpreted that as Girl Scout cookies are fucking with the fucking with the process, fucking with the formula. Oh, yeah. You know? Weren't you? That's like some shit you would say, I feel like, uh, in the years I past. Mean, like, you'd be like, yo, I think they're fucking with the formula. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that you're asking if I said that, seeing as <laughs> you got my invite to the uh, city hall uh, protest that I staged Whoops. and just yeah. completely the, flaked on it. The don't let them fuck the formula protest. <laughs> <laughs> the standards of thinness in Girl Scout cookies yeah. is just unachievable these days. Just, Thank you. <laughs> keep going up and down. You know. <laughs> it was on January 6th in Washington, <laughs> D.C., so that was we kind of got overshadowed. But all cookies are bad. A cab. What the fuck? Okay, sir. But yeah, the it's it's just and also I did such little research that the answer was very clear and I just like didn't didn't know (laughs) know that like, oh no, they're two separate cookies. Nobody's changing anything, you dipshit. But people who don't move around, I think, would just assume that we all lived in a Samoa's world or a Tagalong's world versus a peanut butter patties world. But those are two separate cookies made by the two different like regional Girl Scout cookie kitchens. What's their like turf map look like? Like who gets what? (laughs) Yeah. Is it like gerrymandered? Like how does. Yeah. Because it sounds like because Teresa, you grew up in California, right? Yeah, I grew up in NorCal and we had peanut butter patties and caramel delights. We had Samoa's and Tagalong's down here. Yeah. I think oh. it's totally man illogical. We, gotta, I, we need to I look feel into like this there's cartel. something deeper. T- we need to dig into the big Girl Scout cookie is yes, trying to create you. divisive lines between Northern California and Southern California from a young okay, age. They're working yes. with Big Sugar to make us angry. I think, I think there's something here. Yeah, there is mm. a there is a map on LA Times that supposedly tells you which cookie you're eating and who uh, who services your zip code. 
but then the second you type a city or an address in, it doesn't tell it. It says it no results found. Please Suspish. refine your search. Huh? Okay. Interesting. Like they, they've never heard of Los Angeles, apparently. I mean, who has? But yeah. How so are I people mean, selling Girl Scout cookies now? I mean, they're not going to door to door, are they? Yeah, there's like a online online thing. Uh, uh, yeah, happening. But for instance, people on this podcast, uh, Zeitgang were probably confused because we kept referring to s'mores as being these sandwich style cookies with frosting and fudge, hints of maple, as opposed to like s'mores from ABC Bakeries, which apparently doesn't service Los Angeles, is like a chocolate covered graham cracker. It's like totally, it doesn't what? even look like it's the same. I don't same. know if I remember. That might be a new one. Since S'mores are new. They're like, pro- they're the third newest kind of okay. permanent dish. And they're pretty, uh, actually, lemonades might also be. Um, lemonades, again, totally different looking cookies. Well, and hold on, you're saying you grew up with a thin mint that had more fudge covering on it? Yeah. Like I when did. you take that bite, you felt like, oh, I'm getting through chocolate and I'm hitting the cookie. Yeah. Whereas the crunchier with more mint thin mints are made by ABC Bakers, uh, which are are the ones that don't service Los mm. Angeles. But th- that's weird because I feel like I'm eating when you said there is more chocolate. I'm like, I mean, I feel like the chocolate is lacking on some of these thin mints. I know. But now I'm wondering how much chocolate? more chocolate it could have had. Yeah. I don't remember chocolate. There's a you little remember, bit of chocolate. It was but chocolate coating, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But so that the, shit was thin. Yeah, so the thin mints, the other ones are just a wafer cookie. There's no chocolate coating. No, that's not like. what I grew up with, though. I had chocolate right. in mine. Here, let me. I oh. mean, unless I'm unless this picture is fooling. I do me. have to say, okay, I'm googling, uh, and it's funny, Miles, that you said hit this cookie because I wanted to see what a dosi dough looked like. Pretty much any Girl Scout cookie you put into Google image is going to show you pictures of weed, like. Yeah, oh, that's right. true. It's just, it's yeah, just, dose dose. yeah. <laughs> just pictures right. of weed. <laughs> Thin mints. Yeah, I mean, it should be noted all of ABC Baker's cookies are just, you know, loaded down with THC. <laughs> they oh, should open a dispen- Girl Scout cookie dispensary. What the fuck is this Thin Mint with the whole <laughs> No. Right, no, that thin no. mint is, but that's the ABC. That's what a lot of people grew up with. Okay, so I'm not, I'm a little no, brownies. No, that's, no, that's not anything. And then, what? okay, so we're definitely in little brownies, because I remember you bought a pa- pack of s'mores at your Super Bowl party a couple years ago, and th- this was the shits that we had. Yeah, yeah. It was the little brownie baker's version. Yeah. I remember the short shortbread, that's the classic. Right, yeah. The, and we uh, call them trefoils. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trefoils, uh, but they look different. Like, look, I, I just posted a, a link above the one that Becca posted yeah. in there. And, like, you get side-by-sides. Oh, and even that, even, like, the classic is, like, very different looking. This is trash. This is, like, forget the, what is the, the Mandela effect. I mean, this is where the divide in our country stems right? from. Yeah, Girl do. Scout Go yeah. on, go off. Keep that going. Holy shit, what if someone dug in and it was just like, you know, 90% Trump voters are serviced by ABC (laughs) Bakers and 90% Biden voters? Right. It's like a step fucked up Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial, but Girl Scout cookies (laughs) on January 6th. Like, what the? Try this thin mint, though, QAnon Viking. And he's like, like, oh, my God. Actually, go, Mike Pence. Protect democracy. My mind has been changed. I do feel like the Girl Scouts as an organization has has historically done a lot of like progressive things, right? But that but it is interesting to it's funny that the cookies is like we still think of the cookies as a big part of it. 
And they don't really, I mean, I don't know. I remember thinking like, oh, I want to sell cookies. But it's like, you don't get to bake the cookies. You don't get to, you just go door to door. Now you don't even go door to door. Right. And you just take an order. And then, so I think they're like, maybe these bakeries are using these girls to raise money in a way that it's not going back to the girls. make little capitalism soldiers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go out there and fucking hustle. You're fucking selling out your trunk. Teach uh-huh, you to uh-huh. like compete to be employee of the month. Yeah. Like that. With most of yeah, your Oh my God. Yeah. That's it. Exactly you a picture on was. like a wall that like otherwise doesn't get you shit. Yeah. Why not? Like why not party? make you just make something and have Yo, a big Give them sale. a cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so the two new ones are Toast Yay and Adventurefuls. Adventurefuls are like chocolatey. They look fucking good. I haven't had one, but they are chocolate cookies like yeah. that look a little bit cakey. Shout out to my mom, whose uh, chocolate chip cookies are very cakey. Ooh, oh. very caramel flavored cream, but it's like cream spelled the fancy way: C R E M. Yeah, clam. Clam. Aristocats. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, you know, don't keep your head on a swivel out there as you're buying Girl Scout cookies. And check the box, sniff it. <laughs> nah, nah. This, this, this. Let me. This weight feels like you got ABCs in a little brownies box. <laughs> nah, fam. Open that shit right now. Yeah. Let me get. Let me use my razor blade real quick. Like you're doing coke. <laughs> Chop it up. Oh my god. Yep. No. No fudge on this. Think we caught uh, you. Yeah. Well. So, I just. I. I need to applaud the takeout. I, like we. It's probably the website that we most approve of on the Daily Zeitgeist, with the possible exception of Reductress. Like we. We love out. the food. We love the food takes. We love there, the yeah. food takes. We love their just so I love their editorial perspective on this this new cookie called Toast Yay. That is Toast Dash Yay exclamation point. <laughs> and they were just like they literally reached out to the Girl Scout cookies and were like, huh? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> the Girl Scout a? cookies. <laughs> a Toast A. The Girl Scout of America responded. The name is designed to be a play on words for toasty, which evokes the warmth and joy we live in, blah, blah, blah. You know what toasty evokes. Toast draws on the cookie's unique toast shape and attributes of French toast. And yay, celebrates (laughs) joy. It's like, that is obfuscation. That is like, okay, so toasty is a word we all know. Uh And then yay is a word we all know. So Uh uh, just brought those together and answer question answered, right? It's like, I, if I wasn't no. suspicious before, now I really am. I now I think this whole operation is being run by Russian bots. Like that does not sound like a human answer. That sounds, <laughs> right. Also, that sounds like, like the the like po- politician level spin. Because right. Jack, read the sec- read the full <laughs> explanation of the yay part. Because it's not just like yay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. And yay celebrates joy. The joy that Girl Scout cookies bring to consumers, oh, and okay. how Girl Scouts create oh. moments of joy as they use their cookie earnings to oh. support their communities oh. and donate cookies to frontline oh. workers and local causes in times oh. like these. Okay. Now, that I added <laughs> oh times now more than ever. Okay. Yeah, that is a bit of a, a stretch. But, I mean, yeah, yeah toast. That's yay. consumers and then the frontline workers and local causes. This is, they've been compromised. The Girl Scouts of America. <laughs> We've lost them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was definitely written by a... Girl Scout of America who was either like had had somebody pointing some weapon at them or 
or their fam like had just been shown a picture of their family in you know being held hostage right it's it's definitely like a chamber of commerce type uh-huh. response Front where it's like workers yeah that's always what I think of yeah when i think of girl scouts Hi, your consumer product not make sense? Explain, please. And it's like, has to do with frontline workers. (laughs) Fuck you. You're like, oh, shit. Okay. They don't know what they're doing. So, like, so toast, toast we, maybe? Toast we, toast eat. Oh, my God, we're still doing this. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. I can't. Or toast I love it. I'm just like trying to figure out how we, how do we workshop this to be better? Right. Well, well, toast ye. If they're doing Toasties. toasty, toast wee, or just call it toasty. Yeah. Toast wee gonna... sounds like you're taking a pee on some toast. It's right, just that but... like toasty is too close. Like they want it to invoke the word toasty. So you could just use toasty, but they. Also, and the, what about the French? Maybe you could say about the French accent. And make I, it toasty. They're so <laughs> horny for the Frenchness in uh, their other names. But then on right. this one, they dropped it because I think they're in bed with the conservatives. That's what mm-hmm. I gotta say. It's like freedom fries. This is the freedom friesization of Girl Scout cookies names, or like just call them toasties. <laughs> like, doesn't right. that feel like a simple? It, you're evoking toasty, and you've turned this adjective into like in a you know diminutive little. It's a little toasty. Get your box of toasties. But that's right. probably taken from some other. I don't know. Man. I think what they about, just call it. Job. This cookie's earnings will go to support cons- <laughs> right. communities and donate. What about okay? So you don't like toast? We. What about toast pee? Like it's oh pee is pretty pee. warm and yeah. Yeah. pee is warm. Uh, it brings you back to your childhood. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> How so? <laughs> yeah, go on. We all we all remember. <laughs> When we peed, that, the right. last time we peed was childhood. Last time we peed when we were kids. <laughs> <laughs> With joy while holding a cookie. Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. Anyways, Teresa, uh, yes. as always, such a pleasure having you on such TDZ. A where can uh, where can people find you and follow you? Well, my new project is to discover the secret behind the Girl Scout cookies conspiracy. So if you have any leads, please message me. Uh, no, you can find me. I'm on, I have a podcast, as you guys mentioned, called You Can Tell Me Anything coming back with new episodes in like two weeks so yeah you that's pretty much all i got going on right now and i'm getting a haircut this week but you can't come to that so all right damn although i mean hey unless you unless you're a that's sick content. ass barber willing to give discounts for a good edge up you know what i mean jeez yeah. okay you can come but not but it's, it's omicron you got his omicron now it's not an open, oh, robert durst not an open set oh robert durst died yeah yeah i mean i was gonna save that for and the entire themed episode we're going to do in memoriam. <laughs> uh-huh. to, uh, but yeah, no, we'll, oh, we'll talk about that jail, on right? yesterday's trending. Yeah, he passed away yeah. in jail from probably COVID or who knows. Burping. Anyways. Uh, burping. <laughs> gastrointestinal <laughs> distress. Uh, is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, there was a tweet. Marcella Argrello. I- I should look it up to read it word for word, but she had a funny tweet that I enjoyed. You're telling me every household in America used to get shampoo samples in the mail, but they can't find a way to get a COVID test. <laughs> right. Exactly. <sighs> Seriously. How? <laughs> that was a good sigh, too. I think that sigh should yeah. just about sums up where everyone's at right now. Miles, mm-hmm. where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Miles of Gray and also the other pod 
or 20 Day Fiance, where I talk 90 Day Fiance off that loud with Sophie Alexandra. So if you like trash TV, come by. Because we also talk about Married at First Sight, too, because that new season just started. And there's some red flags all over that place. Uh, a couple tweets I like. First one is from, you know what? Christy Yamaguchi main did mm-hmm. a, had a tweet that did fucking numbers like you you wouldn't even believe. Because, look, it's a very witty tweet. Christy Yamaguchi man at Waffle House tweeted, The Taco Bell drive-thru at 1 a.m. will have two, a $200,000 Mercedes S65 rate, waiting right behind a 96 Cavalier. That's never had the oil changed, followed by a moped ridden by three people, all <laughs> craving the same thing, to live moss. Truly the last great melting pot of class in this country. I mean, truer words have never been uttered. And mm. the next, next one is from Slay Webster at Yassaker, uh tweeted, Emily dies at the end of Emily in Paris, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like, that. like that aggressive spoiler energy. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Some tweets I've been enjoying at Andrew Nadeau tweeted, found out if you start crying and yell, I don't know when the guy at Chipotle asks if you want guac, they'll give it to you for free. Just a little life hack. And then Dude. Bill Gate at Real Bill Gate that. tweeted, computer. Oh. Um, so. Yeah, what the fuck was that tweet? Just think about it. I, I don't think it's. If you get the, it, you get it. If you Bill don't, Gate. you don't. I'm sorry. Computer <laughs> is how I got. Uh, I was able to plant someone into the Gielan Maxwell jury to get the uh, decision over. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe that's what I, I, I don't, I don't think I the real Bill Gates is real Bill Gate. Uh, <laughs> ah. Or that's what you he'd want you to think that it's not uh-huh. him. Yeah. Uh huh. Shireen tweeted, just sitting here jonesing for another Wordle, which is a new word game that I am also sitting here jonesing for. And then Greta Titleman tweeted, what is it called when you want to have a kid just to name it? (laughs) (laughs) That's a very Greta tweet. God complex? That that feels like one of those things that Germans would have a word for, but it's so American that maybe like America needs to do the heavy lifting on this one. (laughs) Anyways, you can find... Us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. As well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy today? You know, you might enjoy this just experimental French funk band from the 70s called Cortex, okay? With their banger of a track called... Okay, the blue herd, I believe, is the name of it. And this band is really something else. It's like if you like can uh, and you like that experimental stuff, you're like, this sounds like music from now, but it's from 70s. Yes, this track is like the drummer in this band is so good. And the syncopation that they're doing, I'm just like this, this next level. And I think you'll enjoy it too. So check out Top of Blue by That's Cortex. actually the name of the Thin Mint made by the ABC Bakery. <laughs> Top of Blue. Top of Blue. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist okay. is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to yeah. tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 Bye.